Spencer with the two-point ball. Number 17, soon to be raised to the Raptors. Loose ball, Brown for the tie. Oh, Got it. Man. Miracle here. And team drives down and throws it down. Wow. Oh, better IT Nation. Jack. Okay. All right, before we get into the actual basketball, which is a lot of talk about Celtics-wise, I just want to go over a couple of major headlines from, like, the last 24 hours. One of them was from an hour, like, a, an hour ago. Jason Tatum reportedly has had some, like, un, he, we've heard about that. Yeah, he's had, I can't speak, breathing issues, and he's been fatiguing really quickly in the course of games. And I think this might have to do with when he had COVID because I'm pretty sure anyone can correct me if I'm wrong. You can look it up. I'm not 100% sure, but I think that – I think this happened with another player too. Like you have more shortness of breath because I know it's a symptom of COVID and it might live on with you for a little bit after COVID. That's what KD has it. So hopefully that's only temporary and he's able to move past that as everyone else. Same with everyone else. Hopefully he's able to move past that and hopefully it's temporary. And I I mean, I don't know, like, does, I don't even know. I don't know what that says about how he's been playing. Cause he, I mean, he's playing normally. He had obviously had a six point game the other night. He wasn't shooting great, but like that happens, happens, it's happened to every player, which we're going to get into. It happens. It happens like twice a year for Tatum. He did it twice last season. And when he does do it, uh, the next few games, he plays at an MVP level. So, yeah, so. I mean, I I don't know, I, like I don't know, I don't know if the, how the correlation between Tatum's performance in this, and I don't know, like uh, correlation causation. I have no idea. I don't know if it explains it. But, I mean, may, maybe he'll speak on that more. If he does, we'll let y'all know. But <laughs> um, another headline: Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin is reportedly. Interested in joining the Lakers via trade, and the Lakers are interested in picking up Blake Griffin, which would be interesting. There's also there's also the um, idea that um, the Celtics are interested in him. They've been interested in him for years. Yeah, but I think every fact like, there's always a couple teams every year that are always interested in Blake Griffin, like us. There's always an article every year that are the Celtics the 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 perfect place for Blake Griffin. Yeah, I mean, it makes makes sense for the Lakers because, unfortunately, Anthony Davis did suffer an injury. Wait, is he he out for the season? Uh, No, he's out for two to three weeks. Oh, I thought he he was out for the season for some reason. But, I mean, well, actually, I mean, I guess if he's only gone for, like, a little bit, then I I don't know. Well, where would Blake Griffin even fit in, though? Because they're already a forward-heavy team. Uh, they'd fit in off the bench, or um, guess my my guess is either off the bench, or um, to fill AD's role until he's back. I mean, yeah, not... my guess is that either I doubt it, I doubt it, but possibly Jeremy Grant someone, or Blake Griffin's getting traded. I saw someone say that I saw like on Twitter some Lakers fan is like, yes, we need Blake Griffin to fill the role for Anthony Davis until he gets back. You want a guy who's getting paid. Thirty-six million dollars to fill the role of your top two power forward. Wait, how many years does he have on his contract left? Two, maybe. That's, see, that's the thing, though. If it was an expiring contract after this year, I would say, yeah, go for it. But you realize, Lakers fans, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you aren't. But if if you trade for a contract that big and it's it's you're making you want to make another championship run this year, 
But then in the off season, you're gonna be in prison, like cap prison. You won't be able to. You won't be able to move any yeah, money. Yeah, they're around. in cap hell right now. They're in cap hell. All of LA is gonna be in cap hell in a few years. I mean, the Clippers are the Clippers made some pretty smart choices this past off season, considering the big the big acquisitions of Kawhi and Paul George the year before. But the Lakers it just piled on more players than they already had because they had a lot of cheap players that they like that from that other team that just kind of left. JaVale McGee, yeah. Dwight Howard, cheaper centers that are really good. That well, not really good, but they they played really well for their role. But then they went out and signed a lot more. They signed more expensive players, and now they're thinking of acquiring Blake Griffin. Like, I mean, I don't know how I feel about that because it's like it has to be worth it. It has to get. It has to get you another championship, or you're like it's it's it'll be worth. All this will be worth one championship in the end, which is it's it's crazy because they've actually they have so many assets on their team and they have so many good role players. Like, the, I mean, the acquisitions of Dennis Schroeder and Montrezl Harrell, in my opinion, are still some of the best offseason moves from this past offseason. But I mean, we'll see. I, I doubt I doubt they'll trade for Blake Griffin. I doubt they will. But it'd be cool if they traded. Uh, no, no, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. Uh, I want the Celtics. Yeah, like my my perfect like Celtics scenario here is they get um. Blake, Vucevic, uh, Terrence Ross, well, uh, Bl- uh, Blake via buyout, and um, what's his name? Uh, Victor Oladipo. I doubt. I doubt we'll be able to though. No, I don't. I, I think it's Vucevic or Oladipo. That's one or the other. I'd rather Vucevic. Oh yeah, I feel like Oladipo's more likely. I also want to talk about the. Uh, did you see the Draymond Green uh, speak yeah, out? Tatum posted on this story. So basically, for those of you that don't know what happened, so Andre Drummond. For full context, Andre Drummond obviously has been in a lot of trade rumors. The Cavaliers are officially putting him on the trade block. He's been in rumors with teams like the Raptors, a possible buyout, etc. And basically, last night Andre Drummond was sat and he didn't play he didn't i don't think he even got dressed for the game and no. because in because they were preparing to trade him and obviously that's what's, hap- what's happening happening with blake right now yeah and obviously w- like what's happening there is um they just they, this happens in every sport around the trade downline play good players that are on the trade block will will not play and they won't even get dressed in preparation for trade so that way you don't get injured last second and basically Draymond Green just after the game kind of spoke about that and how it's like not fair and how it's unjust of NBA organizations and the like the league officials to allow this to happen where teams can just sit the teams can just sit some of their best players in preparation for a trade but they don't tell the players like most players I like I still find this unbelievable most players found out that they got traded like by Twitter like by a tweet or someone t- like if their friend tells them on Twitter. Yeah. And basically, Draymond Green was just saying that, like, it's it's like it's unjust that some be- some of the best players in the league, really any players, but some of the best players in the league, are put in tough situations where they don't know what's going on. It's like all of a sudden they're told, "No, you you're not playing tonight f- because you're on the trade block," but they don't get told that they're being traded. They're just kind of sitting there and they're expected to act professional. And I think he spoke about like the James Harden situation. Where James Harden didn't know if he was getting traded, and obviously he didn't act the most professional. He acted pretty unprof- unprofessional about that. But like for some, a lot of like the less lesser known, like lesser big star players, Blake Griffin. I don't know. if I think that yeah, you said that they did the same thing with Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond last night. But yeah, Jamon Green. I I think it's interesting because I think he's a good like 
He's a good role model. I've liked him more. I've liked him more. I, I, I honestly, my, I didn't, I never cared for him. I always liked that he tried his hardest. I didn't think, I never thought he was most talented, and he's kind of regressing a lot, like basketball-wise. But as a role model and a leader in the league, I, I actually like him a lot more. Just after that talk, I'm not even gonna lie. Just after hearing that, I, I like him a lot more because he's speaking out for some of the players that, like especially the younger players that are newer to the league and they might not know like what to do in that situation. It's good that Draymond's because Draymond knows he's safe from the Warriors and he's never had to experience it, but he knows other players that have. So it's good that he's able to like speak out on behalf of other players and be like, "Yeah, this is, this is not fair. This is unjust to the players." But if if you haven't yeah. seen it, I go. I recommend. Go check out, it's probably on YouTube, uh, Draymond Green speaking out against the NBA for... Or just go to Jason Tatum. Just go to Jason Tatum's story. Hmm? Just go to Jason Tatum's story. Yeah, Jason Tatum's Instagram story, yeah. He posted on there. But yeah, that's pretty interesting. But I want to get more into the uh, actual Celtics basketball. There's a lot to talk about. Um, it's, not, it's not looking good. Every game, oh, okay. every game I get more unsure and unsure... Two words, Marcus Smart. And elaborate. You can say what you want about him. Uh, he is literally the the franchise. He is the franchise. Jason Tatum's your franchise player. Marcus Smart is your franchise. You can't win without him. This is what I'm saying. Like, I, okay, oh I, I feel they didn't let him go to the Kings. I feel like I didn't elaborate on this enough. I think this was two episodes when I said the players weren't trying hard enough. When I say that, and I I said Marcus Smart is the only one pushing them to, do you guys see what I mean? Like I was like I, I hate to say it, but I kind of called it. Marcus Smart is gone. Now. Marcus Smart's been gone now for a little bit, and you can see the inconsistency, the the bad shot taking, the la- you can see a lack of effort. Like I've like I said, I said this two episodes. You can go listen two episodes ago. You can go listen. The players don't try as hard when they're not pushed to. Marcus Smart pushed them. This is what Kenny said. The Celtics don't really have playmaking. Yeah, Smart's your playmaker. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I wanted to get to that. Um, so for those of you that don't know, obviously we are big Ken, uh, KC for Kenny enthusiasts, and he actually talked about on his one of his basketball channels where he just talks about like what's going on in the world of basketball, like every day and the games. Uh, he was he actually talked about the Celtics for like ten minutes, and he was yeah. It, it was really it, it was, I go recommend you listen to this. It's on his YouTube channel, Kenny for Real. It's from. Two minute of six to six minutes. Yeah, and it's like it's on his it's on the it's, uh, it's on his most recent video called "Are the Celtics in Trouble" or something like that. Um, but he he goes. Well, uh, who's to blame for the Celtics' struggles? Yeah, and I I agree with a lot of what he says, and I think something else that's interesting that he said was the dilemma of the Jalen Brown Jason Tatum duo and how on paper they're one of the best in the league and like you think they are, but when you actually watch them play basketball, like are they? But that's the thing. It's so hard to put two wings together. Exactly. It's so and I mean, that, that's, it's, it's no one's like fault. It's not like we purposely assembled this team. We didn't know Jalen Brown was going to turn in. I even doubted from the beginning. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I'll take credit for what I'm wrong. I'll take credit for what I'm wrong. Oh my god! Hold I was on. wrong. I, I think I still have the screenshot you sent. And this is in like early January. No, this was in early December. You sent me. You sent me what the Celtics roster could have been, um, and it was like. You had it as like Kemba. No, you had it as like Drew Holiday. You had um, you had Drew Holiday, Marcus Smart. Uh, yikes! I forget. It was like it was like Drew Holiday, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Jeremy Grant, and um, 
I think Miles Turner, and I said stop the Jalen slander to you. There was, but that wasn't <laughs> okay. To be fair though, would you would you not rather have that team than our current team now? It depends. Like I think I think if you add a center to the current team, I think they'll get much better. Well, not uh, not like like obviously we have centers, but like a true big. Like I get Rob, but Rob's not what you need right now. You need someone who can defend and like that people know, like people like Justin Thompson, like. Yeah, people know who he is, but people don't, like, fear him. Like, if you get Busevich, that's someone that, like, can give you 40 and 12 on any given night. That's true. I want to continue with this, like, idea of the Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown situation, though. So, like, the, th- the thing to remember is, we I don't think Danny Ainge thought five years ago, oh, it's going to be these two before I even draft him. I, I, I'm planning around having, like, a having these two work. Because, obviously, he knew what he was doing with Jason Tatum, and that was like, one of the smartest picks and I'll give him credit there. Jalen Brown... He was planning to pick him at number one. It would have been better to pick him at number one. Jalen Brown ultimately blossomed into a very good player that he is now. But the problem is, is that, like you said, it's hard to have... Now it's like, now we're kind of stuck in a situation where it's Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are leading this team where it's like, are we a contender? Or are we just a playoff team? Who really knows at this point? Because Jalen Brown now developed into a 26-point-per-game player, definitely all-star lock. And you obviously have Tatum, who's your all-star lock. And Kemba's, re- Kemba's regressing. And it's, it's, it's such an odd time. It's such an odd time. It, it's kind of like, what are you yeah. It's kind of like what are you supposed to do in the situation? Like, what's going to fix it? And obviously, Marcus Smart coming back will help that. But, I mean, ultimately, talent-wise. Because we, honestly, looking at the rest of the league, like, there's a lot of good teams out there. But you can't tell me this, this team can compete. But we need, we need help. We need help. Yeah. Once again, I'm going to add out that I, I put together a lineup that you trade a bunch of your pieces, you put it together, and your lineup's going to look like Smart at the 1, Oladipo at the 2, Jalen, Jason, Vucevic, then Pritchard, Terrence Ross. Uh, Terrence Semi. Ross. Terrence Ross, they are going to trade him. He's old. he's on the older side. They're going to want to flip him with Vucevic. And he's a good. He's one of the best six men in the league, so that'd be perfect. Uh, Terrence Ross... Semi Ojale, Blake Griffin, and Robert Williams, probably. Because I don't know if I like Tristan enough. I mean, it's just, it's kind of like what position are, like, what position are Celtics in right now compared to the rest of the league? There's the bench. It, it's, it's odd. The bench and, uh, probably the center, maybe the point guard. If Kemba, if Kemba can keep playing like he's done. Like he did uh, on, um, well, if Kemba can keep playing like he did against the Raptors and the Wizards, then I don't think you trade him yet. But if he if he goes out tonight and puts up like five points on terrible shooting, then then yeah, you gotta look to trade him. But I'm just saying, expect a Celtics trade within the next. I hundred percent agree. I remember last week we were talking about like the Kendrick Perkins thing. Um, is Danny Ainge making a trade because he didn't take Perkins back? That's kind of funny. I mean, it's, I still think he is. There's oh, Ainge is Ainge is definitely making a trade. There's right now. no way. Like, there's no way Ainge is okay. I know Ainge gets a lot of slander recently, but like, there's no way that he's actually not considering making a trade. Like, he, I guarantee. I mean. He did, tr- he did try in the offseason and such sometimes, but other times he didn't when it was more important. Here, here, I just saw the news that's come out today. Harrison Barnes on the Celtics' radar, we know that. And um, Andre Drummond and the Celtics are potential, well, the Celtics are a potential suitor for Drummond. 
I feel like every yeah. team is a potential suitor, though. The Lakers, the Raptors. Yeah, yeah uh, but I don't, I don't actually know if I want Drummond just because he's the type of player, like, he'll get you a ton of rebounds, but he doesn't impact the game at all. Yeah, I know. I do, yeah, at this point, it's like, do we need a stat pattern? Or do, oh, no, he's not a stat pattern. But, I mean, like, do we need someone who's going to put up the good stats, or do you need someone who's actually going to, like... Do you want someone who's going to put up 20 and 20, or do you want someone who could uh, impact the game better and get you, like, four blocks? Yeah. That's why I really wish we trade for Miles Turner. I'm sorry, I think Miles Turner. And S. Cantor can get you 16 rebounds a game. That that should just tell you something. Yeah, Cantor is the offensive rebounding god. Rather than that, he's just awful. I don't know. You can argue Tristan's better, but I I, I think Ines is the best offensive rebounder in the league, and it's debatable. You can't say Tristan, but we've had the best offensive rebounders in the league for the last. And two it years. clearly hasn't it, worked out, and it hasn't proven to like be effective. If Horford wasn't on such a big contract, I'd... I'd yeah, I actually liked... I thought I liked Horford on the Celtics. Like, you never really worried about... You never worried about getting ripped up in the paint when Horford was there. Like, well, I, I just remember that, like, that was two two years ago. I remember, like, that three-year stretch where he was on the team. There was never a game where I worried, oh, are we actually going to get ripped up in the paint tonight? Nope, because it was like, Horford will be... Even if... There even, was with, no, even with the change at the center position, you were still like, all right, well, Horford's there. He'll be able to, like, lock it down and maintain it. But now, that's not that's not, that's not been the case for two years now. So, hold on. I'm just – I just want to bring this up. Um, okay. Al Horford's last few games from January 7th to uh, February 14th, 21 and 11. 16 and 6, 12 and 7, 17 and 6, 26 and 7, 14 and 5, 25 and 8, 16 and 5, 20 and 7. All with five plus assists. But I, I don't even think that's the only part is like the stats and the actual performance. I, I also think he's going to bring back some of that leadership and that like that drive. He's going to drive the players to just play harder and play better because I think, I think yes. he's just that kind of guy. Like you saw that when he was in Boston. He didn't speak out to the media a lot. He wasn't one of the most known players. He wasn't the best player on the team. But he he that you could just tell in the locker room. He was a very good presence to have. He drove everyone to play harder. Like he was just he's just a good presence in the locker room and on the court. So I mean, I would not mind trading for Al Horford, even though I don't logistically just, it does not make sense. I, I don't know. This is not Celtics related, but the MLB put out a thing for their postseason odds and gave the Red Sox a forty seven percent chance. They gave the Orioles a zero point zero percent chance. That's tough. Anyways, um, so what I, I I think I think my I put actually I don't know if I can find it, but I put together a list of players I'd like the Celtics to get. I'll try and see if I can find it, but it was like, I'll, I'll, I'm probably not gonna find it. It was like, hmm. Uh, you know, I I know some of it off the top of my head. It was. Um, Hassan Whiteside, Harrison Barnes, um, Nikola Vucevic, Aaron Gordon, Evan Fournier, Terrence Ross. A lot of magic players. That should that should hint towards something. Yeah, a lot of magic players. Like, I'd probably say those players, even if my bias was there, but now they've been so bad that I think those are realistic options. Uh, Victor Oladipo. Andre Drummond, uh, Larry Nance, Kevin Love, uh, Al Horford. Um, there's a player I'm missing. Blake Griffin. John Collins. Uh, 
Yeah, John Collins. I like. I I I I, I like him. Like I I I, I would want him on the team. They want a they want a high lottery pick for him. So I don't think that's. Well, we could give. I saw uh, Celtics bio, who I generally disagree with a lot, but he actually put out a reasonable. Like questionable offer, which would be two first round picks in Langford for John Collins. Would you would you offer that? Like I would definitely offer that. I don't know. I saw I saw someone put together a trade. I I this is this guy does a lot of like turning the Celtics into a championship contender stuff like that. Um, this one I couldn't tell if I agreed with or disagreed. So forming a champion, Boston Celtics. His lineup that he came out with was Marcus Smart, the starting lineup: Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, John Collins, Clint Capella. Oh man, I wish. I I, I really just I I, I, really, I so badly wish we had traded for Clint Capella last year. Every we need him then. We need him then. We need him now. Here's this trade. Celtics trade Grant Williams, Robert Williams, and Carson Edwards plus 2021, 2023, 2025, and 2027 first round picks for Clint Capella and John Collins. Ooh, that that's that's. I feel like that's a trade that gets declined just because of the immediate talent you're getting in return. Like Car- Carson Evers yeah. and Grant Williams, and like you're getting future, you're getting very far future first. That's that's a that's a trade uh, okay. that gets declined. So then, as a second trade, we trade Romeo and Jeff Teague for Svee, Mikhail Luke, and Wayne Ellington. I don't like that trade. Yeah, no, we. I, I know that doesn't make any sense. We, I still, I st- it says we add bench depth and even more three point shooting. Um, I like Langford. I want to see what he develops into. And this is what this one interested me the most. Celtics trade Kemba Walker for Lou Williams, Patrick Beverly, Ivanka Zubac, such... and Mafondo. Okay, the thing though, the thing is though, like that makes no no offense. That makes no. I don't even know. I'm saying no offense. That makes no sense. Why would you trade Kemba Walker? And obviously he's not playing well. But you realize you're just trading down for more players that are. Like regressing faster than he is. I mean, and not, that's not to say that they're not talented anymore. No, it's trading for bench depth. Yeah, but then. So the lineup would look like Smart, Jalen, Jason, Collins, Capella, Beverly, Wayne Ellington, Svee Mikhailuk, Tice, Thompson, Pritchard, Lou Will, Patrick Patterson, Mafondu, Ivaka Zubac. I mean, at that point, you're just kind of like, you're just kind of swapping bench players. You're, like you're not. That's not like the only major move there that really seems logistic, like lo- logical for the Celtics would be the John Collins and Clint Capella trade. Even that would get declined because that's a lot of talent for what we're offering. I disagree. I just I don't. Yeah. I don't agree with any of that. To be honest. I think it's a great team. I, I think that's definitely getting you to compete in the East. But I don't know. I don't know what that's gonna look like, especially with like thirty-one year old. Um, like you're trading Campbell, who obviously is thirty. But you're getting 31-year-old uh, Lou Will, um, an old, an old Pat Bev. I don't know all these. Um, Patrick Patterson, Mifondu, and Ibaka Zubac. Uh, I, I really wish we got to see Clint Capella and the Celtics jersey. Speaking of jerseys, that's right, a sponsorship. Go check out. Uh, we're not supposed to write juicyjerseys.com. I think that's the official website, but if not, juicyjerseys on Instagram. They have a lot of good basketball jerseys for cheap. So if you want, if you don't want to spend $120 plus on a jersey, you can go to Juicy Jerseys and get it for 40 bucks, like a third of the price. You can get it much cheaper, high quality. And best part, obviously, when you're checking out and you're paying for it, you use code BANNER18 in all caps. Use code BANNER18 all caps for at least a 10% discount. What a snag, in my opinion. 
So, yeah, if you're, next time you're considering buying an NBA jersey, if your favorite player, like Peyton Pritchard or Jason Tatum, actually, I don't think, I think they don't have Peyton Pritchard yet, but I think they're adding him soon, because I was talking to the guy yesterday. Um, but, yeah, if, you, if you're looking to get one of your favorite players' jerseys, go check out Juicy Jerseys. Use code BANNER18 to check out all caps, BANNER18, no spaces. Nice. Yeah, it's, hey, yo, that was clean. Hey, yes, sir. All right, why. we got Celtics right, Nuggets well. tonight. What do you what are you thinking? What are you thinking? So right now the Celtics are four point favorites over the Nuggets. No, <laughs> oh, we're gonna lose by. The funny thing is, like I was talking to someone about this. We don't actually know what's gonna happen. It's like at this point in the season, the, well, the Celtics could win by twenty five. They could lose by three. They could lose by twenty five. They could win by three. Who knows? Like who? It, it's it's so hard yeah. to tell because this team is so ridiculously inconsistent. We have no idea what's gonna happen. But I think I think it's gonna be a closer game because the Nuggets don't have Will Barton. They don't have Paul Millsap. Uh, they don't have Gary Harris. I don't think they're gonna have Monte Morris. That's like their that's their whole depth though. That's like their entire depth chart. Let me just read off their injury report. No PJ Dozier. No Gary Harris. No Will Barton. No Paul Millsap. No Greg Winnington and Monte Morris is questionable. Yeah, that's like that's their whole squad right there. I mean, uh, at this point, our our whole squad isn't playing great, but we'll we'll see. I I actually I think the Celtics fun. Celtics don't have Tice, they don't have Smart, and they don't have Romeo. And I I um I think Smart's supposed to be back. I'd say against the Hawks, one of the two games against the Hawks. Hey, maybe maybe it's just me, but I really would like to see Robert Williams get some quality time, like playing time for in a matchup versus Yogesh tonight. Yeah. I mean, defensively, it might make more sense to to have Thompson out there, but Jokic is Jokic also isn't very good defensively, so maybe take advantage over that with Thompson or Rob. We'll see, but I, I would I would yeah. like to see Rob Williams getting some quality playing time with Tice being because I feel like I, I feel like. I, I don't know why, but I feel like Tice is more of a competitor against Rob than Thompson is. I don't know. Maybe maybe even start – maybe even put in, uh, let Taco get some minutes. Like, I mean, yeah, get – wait, is Bull Bull going to play? That's, that'd be, that'd be such a good matchup. I want to say a matchup, Taco and Bull Bull. The, it's like the two crazy tall players. If they're, if they're really that injured, then they'll probably play. They'll probably play Bull Bull. Because – yeah, uh, they don't have Barton. I remember, it's kind of funny. I remember in like the NBA bubble, like the second game back, and it was like it was before like the playoffs had started. It was like those eight games. Um, and I remember they, they had they had yeah, about like, a small forward, and he started balling out for, and then they just started they sat him. No, they had like it was like the second tallest lineup in NBA history. It was like um oh okay, it was the second tallest lineup in NBA history. It was like um, what was Jokic, was Grant, like, Bobol. Jokic at the one, yeah, Bobol. Um, I think um, who's the? I think it was like Hartenstein was the center or something. It was like some crazy big lineup. Okay, this is weird. The Panthers are preparing to make a strong push for Deshaun Watson and will do whatever it takes to get him, including giving up three first-round picks in Christian McCaffrey. That, okay, we're obviously not about a football podcast, but this is, in, this is, this is interesting. If you don't follow the NFL, um, Deshaun Watson is one of the younger younger QBs in the league who's really, really good, and he's like in an odd situation where he's probably gonna, he wants to get traded. 
But anyway, yeah, that'd be that'd be interesting. Christian McCaffrey, he's so good. At, but he's only a running. It, it's kind of like one of those things. Like he's only a running back, but he's all. He, but he's just that. Like he's one of the best running backs in the league. Yeah. All right. So, um, I don't know. You can't really expect anything from this team. Yeah, Daniel has been downgraded to out, and I, I don't know how this Tatum, I don't know how Tatum's um, fatigue issue is going to, like, is he going to get, do you think he's going to get less PT? No. I don't know. Like, I, I feel, know. I, 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 I probably know. Who's guarding him? T- like, like, who's guarding him? T- I actually, I want to know this, because Tatum's going to play the power forward. Who's guarding him tonight? Nuggets. Yes, Millsap is out. Uh... Oh, it's Michael Porter Jr. That's a good lot. That Michael Porter Jr. is one of those players where it's like everyone expects him to boom, but he hasn't yet. I'm just saying tonight, if you're able to stop uh, Jokic, you're going to win. If you're able to stop Jamal Murray for at least, at least two quarters, no, at least the last two quarters, you're going to win. That's all you need to do. All you need to do is just keep Jamal locked out. I think we're going to go to the anchor ad real quick. The break. Yeah. Yep, and then we'll be... Right we'll be back. Um, yeah, so we want to talk about a couple ideas we have, and I also want to get to the games. The uh, I want to get to the Wizards game. That was The Wizards game was so hard to watch. Like, that, that was brutal. That was brutal. Seven and seventeen. We got, bro. We got they're starting. They're starting to look better. I, I think they'll. I think the Wizards are going to start to pick it up. They're starting to look much better. Okay, so for those of you that didn't watch it, the scoreboard does not tell us story. The scoreboard says we, uh, we lost one hundred four to ninety one. We I felt like we lost by fifty points. It was bad. Like that was yeah. like that was the game we were talking about. Tatum had six points, and maybe we still don't know what what they had to do with the fatigue issue. But aside from that, it was still an awful game. Everyone played bad. Kemba actually had 25. Kemba played pretty good. He shot 50% from the field and 4 for 7 from 3. And Jalen Brown also had 25. But it was a rough game. They were the only two players to have double-digit points. Like, I don't... Mm-hmm. In, in, put it in perspective. Like, for a it was team also a 1 o'clock for, game. They're not good at 1 o'clock games. Oh, that's true. But still, like, for a team that's averaging around 100 points per game, like, that's what most NBA teams average around that number... Um, that's bad. Like only two players got above ten points, and yeah. it wasn't it wasn't even close because then below that was Tatum with six, and then it was a bunch of two, three, four, four, three, three, yeah. four. All right, um, a rough game. That was a rough game. We're just getting pulled by that. So obviously we have questions. Um, and I also want to talk about some potential players because like I don't really know if we should trade them before. Like I I, I don't know if we should trade guys yet. So Michael Fiorello asked all of these questions. What's the deal with Naismith? Uh, so here's my opinion. I think I, I just think I think he might be a late blossomer into a role player. It's 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 hard to say. He's not getting a lot think, of playing time. I think he bad. still has a lot of potential. Um if you like once he hits one three, he can't miss. And that's something I've just noticed. Streaky like, shooter. Yes. If you let him get hot, he's not going to miss. That's what Sadiq Bey is. If you let Sadiq Bey get hot, he does not miss. 
And Aaron but it's, but it, it's like a matter of can he get hot. But overall, I would say I actually I I still think of him a lot like I think of Clay Thompson. But we'll see. I I don't know if he'll be I able still to hope actually. For him. I, I, I still have I, some hope for him. Like I don't know if he'll be able to. I don't know if he'll be able to develop into like a legit like role player. Hopefully, all right. Right now, I'd say gotta keep. You just gotta kind of keep watching. Like when you're watching the games. Watch out for watch out for how he moves off the ball because this is another thing that Kenny was talking about. The be- one of the best parts of Clay Thompson's basketball isn't when he has the ball; it's how he's in. He's in. He's a a spot up shooter, and he gets he he's able to get himself open. So if you're, uh, like, if you're watching Salts and you see Neesmith on the floor, watch yeah. watch out for how it how well he's able to move around the floor and get uh-huh. himself open because that's that's like, that's like the key. Of a spot up shooter, of a deadly spot up shooter in the NBA. Yeah. All right. So, do you think the Celtics can be a top four seed in the East? Yeah, I think that. Oh, easily. Yeah. I think they're still completely capable, especially with like, I know they're like not having a great few stretch of games right now. They're in a slump, and they're still a top five seed in the East. Keyword the though. East. Keyword though can be. They can be. That doesn't mean they will. I mean, like, look at how the East is right now. As bad as the Celtics are performing right now, they're still a top team in the East right now. That should also say something about the East, how horrendous it is. The Bucks have 11 losses. All right. Um, or they have 12. Do you think Jalen Brown will be a starter in the East for the All-Star? This is the last one. Do you think Jalen Brown will be a starter in the East for the All-Star game? No. Uh, he's, I, I, I think he should, but he, he should won't. should be, but he won't. It'll be given to Harden or Kyrie and then Beal. Oh, actually, well, I mean, yeah, it kind of depends where he would be put, like, amongst either shooting guard or small forward. But I remember last year the argument was, should he be in the All-Star game? Now it's, should he be a starter? Yes. That's, that's obviously that. a good uh, Yeah, that, that's, a good, that's a good sign right there. But um, And Tatum will be a reserve because he's not getting a uh, starting job over T- or Giannis. Or, um, that's, not saying, that's not saying Tatum isn't a great player. That's saying that Giannis and KD, nobody's beating them out for the starting spot. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of crazy to think because it feels like Tatum should be like, oh, he's definitely an All Star lock this year. But I mean, he, he's a, he's he, definitely an All Star lock, but he's not a starter. Yeah, I mean, if if one of them were to be moved, then Tatum would be, but uh, yeah. not yet. But yeah, keep going. Uh, that was it. That was only three. All right, so that's why I was gonna say potential because the players, the younger players, that still haven't adapted yet and still have potential. Technically, Rob. Uh, Carson, Tremont, Taco, Grant, Pritchard, um, Neesmith, and Romeo. Okay, so obviously Pritchard didn't have a great game the other night, but I feel like Pritchard, I still feel like he has really good potential to be a very good point guard. If, but he, I, I feel like he just ha- he has to have a stronger mentor because I feel like he's, I feel like he's, oh, he's a right. me- I feel like he's a mentor himself. Like I feel like he's mentoring himself because he already has experience. I think that's what smart does. Because I feel like, I feel like Pritchard has better, higher, higher potential than Smart does right now. Yeah, obviously, but I'm saying Smart's a good mentor for him. For him, yeah, it's kind of funny because Pritchard. And that's what Teague is, and Teague is, and Evan Turner. Uh, Teague's not that great right now, but he's still a good. That's what Brian Hoyer is like. He's he's not a great quarterback, but he he a good coach. I for, I completely forgot we had Teague on the team for a second. We need to. I, I we should just trade him at this point. Someone said. Someone said we should trade him for Rondo. I mean, that'd be wild. Not even it wild. Wouldn't be, it that wouldn't even wouldn't be, be wild. It wouldn't be, because the Hawks don't want Rondo, and 
uh, I'm pretty sure they'd like Teague back because Teague's clearly better with the Hawks. Obviously, Rondo is very old at this point, but I would still – I'd rather – He just ha- came off a championship run where he was just ridiculous. Like, exactly. I mean, like, I would rather have him than Teague, no doubt. Oh, yeah, 100%. Bring Rondo back. All right. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Pritchard still has a ton of – And Smith. I don't know. If Honestly, my problem is if the Celtic the Celtics shouldn't have pulled the Red Claws from the G League – because that, that's what's really making me upset. Because, like, if you don't pull them from the G League, you're going to send Tremont back down to the G League. You're going to send – you're probably going to send Neesmith. You're going to let Romeo uh, get better through there to start before you bring him up. You're going to let Taco do that. Like, why would you – why would you pull the, the your G League team? Yeah, I think it was just – I think it was just about, like, the COVID safety. I mean, had something in mind with that. I, I don't know why, but – They're in a bubble. Like, it's, it's not even just, like, some random bubble. It's literally the one you just played a playoff in. I know. That's, that's like, a, that's a hard question to answer for them. But I, I don't know. I think, I, but is the G League actually that beneficial, though? Look at Tremont Waters. I feel like we all thought that Tremont Waters would have had a much bigger spark coming off of last year than the G League. And, like, I feel like the G League can kind of be misleading. Because you watch players ball out there, and it's how big is the gap between the G League and the NBA itself. Same thing with how big is the gap of college in the NBA. Same thing with the G League. The G League is significantly not worse. Well, actually, I mean, yes, worse, but like in a lesser sense, it, the G League isn't the the G League is not near the NBA. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But there's also the G League. You can develop players. You can see, like, Malichi Flynn for the Raptors just put up 35 points for them. The Raptors have probably the best G League, like, development in the whole NBA. Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, Chris Boucher, Malichi Flynn now. Like, maybe if the Celtics didn't use that. That's true. Um, I want to quickly do another ad. Um, so if you didn't listen to last episode... We do have a seller sponsor, DearBeeBall.com. Go check out DearBeeBall.com. They have a lot of really cool basketball, like, merchandise. Because it's a lot. They have a lot of different stuff. They have phone cases. They have shirts, hoodies. They have, like, a blanket kind of cover-up thing. It's pretty sick. Um, they have a ton of stuff. And they have collections for a lot of the best players in the league. Like, I guarantee you your favorite players on there. Go check DearBeeBall.com. I guarantee you they have your favorite player on there. And they have a collection for them. They have some cool designs where it's, like, it's like a graphic of, like, the player's face. And then it's, like, like I don't know if you know the Supreme logo. But it's, like, the Supreme logo over their eyes. Except instead of Supreme, it's, like, a catchphrase that's for them. Like, there's a cool Lamella one where it's, like, Lamella's, like, face on, like, the sweatshirt, and then over his eyes it says Mellow. I mean, you you ha- you'd have to see it, but, like, go, it's on DearBeeBall.com, and then the best part is, of course, when you're buying, you use code BANNER18 at checkout, all caps, no space. That's how all of the promo code. that's how all the promo codes are. All caps, no spaces, BANNER18, you're getting 10% off your purchase, and it, it's yeah, a, a, lot a of good their, cop, a good cop right there. A lot of their stuff is, like, what he said, like, it has a scream logo over it, but, it, um, like, it says something on it, like, like LeBron, it's like that, and says the king over it, over his eyes. Michael Jordan says the goat. Tyler Heroes says no limit. I might get that one. That one's. And it's sick. not even just that they also have a lot. They also have a lot of other. Like it's not just they have, that's like their that's one of their best ones. 
But they also have other designs. Like, they have one for the best team ever, which was, like, that 86. I think it's the 86 Bulls team or 87 Bulls team. Um, or, no, 97 Bulls team. Uh, my bad. 97 also, Bulls team. Yeah, yeah. They also have hoodie blankets. They have a Tyler Hero one, Donovan Mitchell, LeBron, Steph Curry, RJ Barrett, Luka, just a bed 72, Brooklyn Nets in general. A Victor Oladipo, it's the Pacers, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't get that. But they have, like, Zion stuff. They have Chris Paul stuff. They have phone cases. Um, they have all sorts of stuff. Like, yeah, it's. If you if you have any questions, reach out to us on Instagram. Also, if we only have, I I mean, per- yeah, there's a Jason Tatum one. I personally only have a couple Banner 18 stickers left here. So if you want a Banner 18 sticker, hit me up on Instagram. I'll probably just give you one for free. I mean, some people were asking if they cost money, but like, they don't. So just they're just stickers. Like, just, yeah, just hit us up. Maybe one day. I know. I know you have a banner team hat. I, I really want the banner team hat. I do. Uh, I gotta send you the link to that. I'll sh- and I'll explain. It's pretty simple. If, if also, if any of you want a banner team hat, hit us up on Instagram. Owen's gonna have to help you with that. I because he he's the one that designed the hat. He's the one that like got it made. Yeah, yeah. I gotta I gotta figure out shipment and stuff. Cause I, I don't think we're ready to mass produce them. <laughs> still, we're not going crazy here. We're not mass producing these. I actually want to get um. I want to get an. I'm, I was trying to get semi. I was because I was on semi stream last night. Semi's been balling out, by the way. Uh, I was trying to get semi to come, uh, get an interview on the podcast, but I don't. He's, he's still not doing them right now. He's. He'll probably do it over the off. We're probably not going to get him for like the off. Maybe all star break, but like off season at best. Yeah. So I don't. I don't think. Or yeah. The I'm trying to work. I'm trying to work on getting an interview though, y'all. So st- stay stay tuned. Uh, we don't really have much else to talk about. Kind of, kind of wrapping it up here. Um, so yeah, so Celtics play against the Nuggets tonight. I, I, like I said, I think they'll win, but who knows? Who knows at this point? Who knows? Who knows? Truly, though, who knows? And hopefully, hopefully by next, we said like the last three episodes. Hopefully by next episode, there will have been a trade that has taken place. That is a good trade oh, made by Danny. Please. I think I think Danny Ainge is probably gonna make a trade. Did you see the stuff he said yesterday? Yeah. No. I. I, I just. I I I don't have faith. I'll try and see if I'll try I'll try and see if I can get what he said. Um, well, first off, what he said was just changing faces doesn't always change that, but it may have to come to that. Just changing faces doesn't always change things, but it may have to come to that. Danny Ainge takes responsibility for the Celtic struggles. There are things I could have done better, but I'm not going to mention names. I'll take this responsibly. I don't feel pressure to. This is not him on the TP. I don't feel pressure to use that. It's a little more complicated than just using the TP, and all of a sudden our team is going to get better. It's more than that. It's not like the TP is going to save the day. I mean, I'm no prof- I'm no professional at this, but I, I mean, it, it might it might help. It might help tease that. I feel like I, I, I don't know. I feel like Danny Ainge has progressively gotten a lot quieter with trades. Like I remember a couple of years ago, he'd be ruthless. Like he just shipped out Isaiah Thomas right after that big season. No, he didn't say a word about it. He just did it. Now it's like we have to basically force him to make a trade. Like the fans and the I don't know if I don't know if some of the players are as well, but um, like everyone wants a trade at this point, and he he's he, he's not doing anything. It's not budging. Yeah. All right, kind of wrapping it up. Hopefully, Celts. Hopefully, Celts win tonight. Hopefully, they win for the next couple games until we record the next episode. Lamelo is becoming one of my favorite players in the NBA. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ben Simmons dropped forty two last night. Shut up. <laughs> yes, sir. He did it. He did it, and was bad in crunch time. Mm. At least Tatum hits shots in crunch time. Ben Simmons still sucks. Doesn't matter if he had forty three. All right, y'all. See y'all next week. Banner IT Nation. We out. All right. See y'all next week.